This episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Adrian, Statement of Pride Tour just wrapped up. I hope everyone that was able to make it out enjoyed themselves. I love both those bands, and I'm happy to hear that it went very well. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit my friends up over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. And before I get in today's guest, I just want to uh, put a disclaimer out there. I did this one on the road. This is the first time that I took the podcast on the road. Normally we do it here at the normal studio, but I had some very important things to attend to. One of my best friends, Nate, he got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Cecilia. So congratulations to both of them. But I wasn't going to miss that for anything. So I had some podcasts scheduled. So I took the podcast on the road. I did them out of my old bedroom in my parents' home back in Palm Springs. And everything was fine until I got back here to Orange County to edit everything. And I realized that there was no video file. So for this episode with Evan Stein and our next episode, there will be no video. And that's due to me not really combing through everything with a fine tooth comb. Uh, but, you know, like I said, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out mistakes happen, but I'm willing to learn. So here we are, right? Uh, 300 odd episodes in first time taking it on the road and I didn't record any video. So please forgive me. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, but uh, here we are. So uh, I had to track down our good friend, Evan Stein, he plays in Broken Vow, Ankle Biter, super awesome dude uh, from Orange County, uh, goes to college out on the East Coast, does a lot for the East Coast scene, uh, but I'm happy to be able to call him a friend, and I just wanted to check in with Evan, get some updates on Broken Vow and Ankle Biter, because I know a lot of you are very excited for what both of those bands are doing next, so I'm happy to have been able to check in with Evan and hear what's going on. So for anyone who's listening... If you're not familiar with Broken Vow or Ankle Biter, hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, your Apple Music, and go listen to Broken Vow and Ankle Biter, two awesome bands doing some great things, and they have a lot in store. Uh, Broken Vow just wrapped up some cool shows. They just did the Triple B Streets of Hate Day Showcase out there in New York. Ankle Biter is about to hit the road doing some dates with Scowl. So uh, two bands that are keeping busy, and I'm very stoked to see them grow and gain more attention. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Evan Stein to the show.
live. Welcome back to the podcast. Evan, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. This is uh, uh, you know, a fun fact. Right now, I'm at my parents' house in Palm Springs. So that's why my setup is all different. And I was struggling to get things ready because I've never taken the podcast on the road. So here we are. I forgot that you're from there. It's, it's a change of pace. I get that. Yeah, it's, it's always a trip whenever I come back home. But um, I, I had to come home see my parents. I, I hadn't seen them in a couple months. And uh, but for the main reason I'm here, uh, my buddy Nate is uh, proposing to his girlfriend. So he wanted me to uh, come out and film it. It's like a surprise. She doesn't know it's happening. So literally after this podcast, I got to get ready and I, I got to go to the location and uh, hopefully it all goes well. Perfect. That's exciting. That's so fun. I hope you didn't go out to Palm Springs for a failed proposal. That would be not so fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping all signs are pointing to things being good. So it, it should be a pretty chill evening. Knock on wood, though. Yeah, but sounds good. Okay, well, I reached out to you because I wanted to have you back on the podcast because a lot has happened since the last time you were on. And I just wanted to have an update and just to see how you're doing. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. And where are you right now? Because you're always traveling. So I'm not sure if you're home or if you're back in uh, Providence or I'm not sure where you're at. Yeah, so I'm back in Providence. Um, I'm living on my own. I'm working and getting prepared for I got some tour stuff coming up. But right now I'm just chilling, working, making it making some money. So touring can be a little easier in the future. Okay. And speaking of tour, uh, Broken Vow, Take It to Heart, full U.S. tour. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're here a couple months after it is wrapped up. Looking back, uh, how was tour for you? Tour is amazing, dude. Um, that tour just blew my expectations out of the water. I think in conversations with everybody on uh, in both bands, kind of the we had very specific goals with like what we wanted to achieve with that tour, and everything just blew my expectations out of the water dude there's so many scenes that throughout the country that are just so excited to show out for smaller bands just because they love hardcore and love to fucking mosh and love to like find new shit and like i don't know i never would have thought that we'd have like 104 paid in springfield illinois but it was mind-boggling dude one of the best shows i've ever played in my life that tour was incredible Getting to hang out with the Take It to Heart guys, who are literally the people who got me into hardcore, was incredible. Yeah, straight up, just like best summer of my life, you know. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, and I, I, I love that part of hardcore, right? To be able to catch these newer, younger bands on the rise, because uh, those moments are always the ones where I always kind of look back and uh, like to reminisce, because it, it's always fun to, to to see these younger bands, especially the ones that are writing good music. Uh, and you know they have the potential but also the, the ones that are putting in the work because it, it's yeah. it, it's you know it, it's hard enough to just start a band and to get things going locally but to take it on the road and go across the country it's, it's definitely a big deal and not every band is able to do that there's this weird phenomenon in the hardcore right now that just it's it, people only really care about the coasts for hardcore and it's weird because there's so many bands in the middle of the country who are like working their ass off and putting out some of the best hardcore right now and just not getting the love they deserve for it. So getting to visit all these scenes and see bands like 
prevention, side eye, dose, uh, slug, big laugh, bands like that that are just like crushing it in their hometowns um, is really fucking awesome. And I really hope that a lot more bands start going through these cities that are kind of like middle of the Midwest in the south stuff like that because there's so many bands that deserve more recognition out there that i am just like i've fallen in love with after that for us you know and i'm happy to see all that um you know love for prevention because that's a band that i had discovered during uh, through hate five six just just you know on yeah. the youtube and seeing something that i thought was interesting and watching the video and becoming a fan so for you guys who I know to travel the country and to discover them and to also get it right. Cause I think that band deserves more love and more recognition for the music that they're writing. Cause it's, it's awesome. So to see you guys actually go there and experience it and also bang that drum, I'm like, okay, cool. It kind of gives me a little um, validation because it, it doesn't make me feel so crazy. Cause I, I try not to be biased when I, I try to uh, promote these newer bands or bands that aren't uh, super hyped up. But one of my friends who I didn't even know were going uh, and playing with this band uh, also shares that same love. It, it, like I said, it, it gives me validation. Dude, that band is, I've loved them for a minute just because, uh, I don't know, I kind of like, I hyper fixate on these like super random, I'll pick like the most random band and it'll just be my favorite thing for a while. And Prevention was one of those bands for me for a minute. And I, and literally, I think it was about like a year of talking to those guys before we finally got to play some shows together. But that band is just stupid good. And it blows my mind every time I, or I mean, I've only seen them a couple times now, but every single night blew my mind. And their new EP that's coming out is fucked up good as well. It's it's really, I'm really excited for those guys. That, that whole, there's that whole middle of the country that needs more love. And I think prevention is like, is like the epitome of that, that, that is like the band that I think deserves more love that, um, suffers from being four hours from any major city, you know, what do you think would be the better solution for like bands like that to get more love? Would it be for them to hit the road and to try to um, you know wave their flag or would it to be to get bands to actually tour through their area? I think it's a combination. I think both are very necessary because um, I think I, prevention has hardly left the Midwest. I don't know if they have left the Midwest actually. I don't think they have. Uh, they and they do tours mostly with other bands that i haven't really seen leave the midwest also really great bands like side eye and payasa but um that band is i think i think they need to get to the coasts and get to these crowds that like like it or not are largely gatekeepers in the in like the dis the larger discussion about hardcore nationally and i think that people need to try to get out to those states that you never would think to play so on that if we want to talk like future plans none of this is set in stone so i probably shouldn't talk about this too much but whatever i know that prevention is coming out to the east coast soon which is really exciting because i really need people at like i need like massachusetts people to see that band i need connecticut people to see that band so they can really start like picking up some of that steam outside of their home area mm -hmm. and then the thing that i've really been wanting to do especially after that full u.s tour is with both my bands, I really, really, really want to do a tour where I'm, where we're like just playing like cities that you hadn't heard of until you saw that they have good shows. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I want to do a tour that's like Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, Columbus, Ohio, 
fucking, I, I got this geographically wrong, but Springfield, Illinois, Springfield, Missouri, Birmingham, um, Hadesburg or whatever, like all these cities that just like kind of get the short end of the stick um, with like tours coming through. I would love to do a tour where we just hit those cities because those were pretty much all of the best shows on the four U.S., yeah, that, that could be an interesting thing. You could obviously breathe some more life into these scenes that might not get the proper love, but also uh, gain a whole new audience because I'm sure there's a ton of kids there who probably would want to get out to shows or see stuff that doesn't really come to their area. And I don't want to come at it from like a high and mighty perspective where it's like I'm providing something for the scene by being a band that comes through there. Like it's mm -hmm. not like that at all. It's just straight up from like if I want to take this in like a completely selfish standpoint. We played OKC and then Springfield, Illinois, back-to-back -back nights. And those were the two best shows of the tour, besides maybe program, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, straight up, like, it's not even just, like, it's not even, like, I, like, it's not even, like, those bands or those places deserve more bands to come through, which they do. Mm -hmm. It's also, I just want to play those fucking cities again because those kids will march to anything, and it's awesome, you know? No, I, I totally get that. It, it always does blow my mind when I look at tour routes or I uh, you know talk to bands about the cities that they're playing, and sometimes they just don't want to travel to those you know roads that are less traveled, which yeah. I, I totally get. But I I love hearing how you you want to go back and revisit those cities just because of the experience that you had. And I, I wish more bands, more tours would take chances on uh, on other cities, do alternate tour routes just to spice it up and. Yeah, you know, see how it turns out. The thing is, I love Pennsylvania hardcore, but we can only play Phillies so many times, you know? Mm -hmm. That's like the closest scene for my for Broken Vow that's like not a home scene, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like a far enough away that we don't oversaturate it, but like it's close enough that we can go there whenever we want. But like realistically, I can only play that scene so many times before they just get sick of us, you know? Like we play there every other month at this point. I love playing there, but like I gotta, I gotta branch out. We gotta play the Midwest more, and there's so many places in the Midwest that are dying for more bands to come through that will give you the best show of your life, and you never know it, you know. So I'm excited about that. I really want to get those tours rolling where we're hitting fucking middle of nowhere cities, you know. Yeah, and are you just trying to stay super busy with touring? Because obviously, we'll get into the ankle biter stuff but uh are you trying to just stay on the road and have very little time at home um that's kind of a goal i would like to finish my degree at some point i would like to be able to work and make money so i'm not like a starving artist or whatever mm -hmm. especially now that I have to pay but like i mean yeah the goal is to be on the road as much as possible just because like that's what makes me happy these days you know i there's not not much i enjoy more than the touring that I've done in the past year and the touring that I have come up coming up, you know? And I, I know touring can take a mental toll. I'm pretty sure I had asked you about that when you uh, toured overseas with dare. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, when you're on this full us with uh, broken bow, take it to heart. Were there any days or times where you just needed uh, like a mental break or was it just all good the whole time for you? Of course. Cause like straight up when you're on tour, dude, like there's, 20 minutes on any given day where I wasn't like attached at the hip to the members of my band. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like if I was lucky, like 
the only way to get like away from your bandmates on tour is like to go to the bathroom you know like that's the only like moment of solitude so of course it can be mentally taxing but like the thing about this tour that we just did was i don't know both my bands i'm very fortunate we have very good vibes and like we all really like each other which is something that i took for granted because not every band really likes each other the way that my bands do you know like Mm -hmm. it was leaving a month on the road together and like and being like i'm gonna miss you guys like it's sad that i'm leaving you guys now you know like that's a weird dynamic to have i feel like i feel like it's so easy to get sick of people when you're with them for a month but no dude it this tour like mentally in regards to like being around people was like as good as it could have been for me you know that's awesome to hear because no, that that is rare because uh, uh, bands will get fill-ins or they're they're just uh, you know putting up with being around certain people just to be able to do the band and w- when you hear about these dynamics you're just like wow I, I thought in my mind people you know spend that much time together they have to get along and like each other but sometimes uh, you find out that that's not the case so it's really cool to hear that you guys you know like each other so much and obviously uh, being friends with uh, you guys it, it's definitely something cool to see. Mm-hmm. It's real. I'm really lucky in that regard, for sure. Okay, and um, outside of uh, program and those other shows that you mentioned, were there some other highlights that surprised you as far as uh, being on the road with your band? Yeah, I mean, oh, but like in terms of stories, there's a million. But like shows that were really special, Tampa was amazing um contention is just like the band from florida right now so getting to play tampa with them was incredible Mm -hmm. houston was awesome because i was really scared that that show was going to go really poorly and like i think like maybe like 45 people showed up 40 35 somewhere in there but like i want to say if there was 35 people in the room then i want to say like 25 of them moshed which was awesome um program was one of the best nights of my life vancouver was amazing uh like i said earlier okc and springfield were amazing and then boston and connecticut being the last two dates of tour were like a perfect way to round everything out oh yeah that's awesome thinking back to that program night i was uh and this is like no diss or whatever but i was surprised to see how many people showed up to the show before it even started because that, yeah. that that normally doesn't happen because uh, I've, I've booked a couple of shows there and people like to trickle in like right before the first band goes on but i remember pulling up and looking around the parking lot like what the hell like i actually have to look for parking because normally i'll just stroll in and there's a, there's you know normally plenty of parking available but when i rolled up and i actually had to look for parking i was like okay this is this is different this is crazy dude that night blew me the fuck away because the bands that I've seen, like growing up in Orange County, the bands that I've seen play shows, like with that many people and stuff like that at program are like the bands that I like I idolized when getting into hardcore, you know? Mm-hmm. And to turn around and like, I by no means want to say I'm on the same level as any of those bands that I've seen play shows with that many people um, at program, but like to even just have like the notch on my belt that's like, yeah, I played that program show like is such a special feeling to me dude like i just like it, it that night was such a rush of emotions because like i saw the room uh, like i would look at program from the back of the room and i'd get flashbacks to like some of the greatest shows of my life in there you know and i was mm. like wait this time it's me and that just kind of like blew me away a little bit it was a really special night dude and just to be clear uh, uh, who booked that show 
uh, like our show. Yeah. It was literally just us. We like, here's the thing. Um, we booked that. I think before I knew you were booking shows, mm-hmm. the thing about program is like all the take it to heart guys and me know Kenny and Chris from program so well mm-hmm. that like, we are like, let's just like text them and ask if we can have that night, you know, and, and doing it ourselves was stressful, but also really rewarding, you know? Yeah, no, I, I just want to give the proper credit out because uh, being at that show that night, I had multiple, multiple people approach me and thank me for putting on the show that night. And I was just, I, I was like, nope, it wasn't me. I was like, I, I appreciate the gesture, but it wasn't me. I don't know who put it on, but you got to go thank them. So I, I just want to make that clear uh, just because I don't want to take credit for somebody else's work because that was a great show that night. That was largely, um, it was mostly the Take It to Heart guys, but I helped with that. It's so funny that that went as well as it did because I cannot tell you how many bands we asked to play that that said no, you know? That's crazy. But like, but like we ended up with this awesome lineup and a show where every single set popped off and I was just really fucking happy with how it went. That is true because when I, like I said, when I got there, there was hella kids there and uh, not a lot of people hanging out outside during the bands. Everybody was there to actually uh, show out and go off with the bands. Dude, Invocation, that was their first ever set and it went that well. You know, like that's really exciting and abstaining too. That band had a fucked up set. That was really good. Yeah, and I had never listened to them before that night, so I was a little skeptical. But when I saw them live, I was like, okay, I was like, I get it now. Now I understand why they asked them to play the show. They covered Hatebreed. It's a cheat code. Mm -hmm. It's it's guaranteed to go off if you do that. That set was awesome, and those guys are all really cool. I really like that band. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about your experience playing Canada? Canada is a weird place to play, but incredible place to play um i think so so we had played canada once prior we played toronto and it was a really last minute show and it was in this bar where it was like you could barely fit like 25 people Mm -hmm. but the show started and those kids who were like at that show were like killing each other like moshing so hard that like i was I was terrified, you know, and that show pretty much until the full U.S. tour was what we considered to be the best Broken Down set of all time. So I had high expectations for Canada and it like and it came through. So Vancouver, we played and it was uh, Broken Vow, Take It to Heart and A Morning Star. That band is really fucking good, uh, like melodic metalcore from Vancouver. And um, so it was a three band bill. They packed the place out with a ton of people. And again, just the scariest moshers you'll ever see. I don't know what's up in Canada, but it was just crazy. And um, and like I remember talking to the guys from the Morning Star after that gig, and they're like, "Yeah, it was an okay gig. Like usually we get like a lot more people than that, and it can be like a little crazy." And I was like, and we were all kind of sitting there, like it gets crazier than that. Like, dude, I love playing Canada. Wild Rose Fest was fucking awesome as well, dude. I I really like playing Canada. I want to do that more as well. Hell yeah. No, it's always cool to uh, hear good experiences going up to Canada because I always like to bang that drum and remind people like, hey, even though uh, there are international neighbors, uh, you know, it's not that far away and there's always cool shit going on up there. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you had a good time. Passport stuff and getting over the border can be very, very difficult. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But like 
if you make that trip, it will be it will be worth your time, you know, because those are some of the best shows I've ever played. Yeah, I'm like always trying to figure out what the better solution is because I feel like there's like this uh, not really tug of war, but kind of where it's like, does a Canadian band come down to the States to try to get better exposure or does um, these American bands go up to Canada to try to, uh, you know, uncover what they have going on up there? There's also a lot of Canadian. It's the same thing with the Midwest. There's a lot of Canadian bands that don't get the love that they deserve. And I found that out largely from Wild Rose. I mean, a lot of those bands, I was like, I've never heard of this before. Mm-hmm. And I watched their set and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, now I get it, you know? So, again, big love to play in Canada. That place rocks. And they got A&W Vegan Burgers, which we had way too many of when we were over there. There's a Canadian band called Prowl. And maybe I shouldn't be saying yep. this, um, but they will be traveling across the U.S. soon. So... Thanks. Uh, yeah, um, so uh, that should be something that is going to be awesome, which is rare, right, for a Canadian band to travel all the way across the U.S. So I'm hoping it's a good well, experience for them. You don't see it often. I wish that band the best of luck. And I've listened to that band. They're talented. I'm excited. Yeah, well, maybe on their journey across the U.S., we can have you guys link up and play one of their shows. I would love that. Who knows? All right. Keep you yeah. updated. See the schedules line up. For sure. For sure. Okay, so so Broken Vow, and, and then, oh, I, I can't just gloss over your Sand and Fury experience. I feel like that's definitely a, a, a big deal for a younger band to be able to get on a, a huge fest like that. Yeah, that was that was really special. That was, I really appreciate the opportunity that we were given with that, you know? Like, a lot, I would say, went wrong that weekend in, like, our camp, and, like, things were far from perfect with like what we were dealing with as a band and a collective at that point. But like, here's the thing I could only smile and be grateful at the end of the day, because it was like, it was like, this went wrong, this went wrong, but it was like, but we're still playing fucking sound and fury, you know, mm-hmm. every single. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause to, just to get on that stage and to be able to, to perform there at that fest, like definitely always, I feel like it's always like a net positive just because the amount of people who might not have been aware just being there and be like, Oh cool. This band sounds interesting. Like, let me definitely dive deeper after the fest. Dude, just to be on that flyer does a lot for us, you know, like let alone the fest. Mm-hmm. I mean, just be like, just being like, I don't know. Cause like realistically, if we sucked super bad and were a bad live band and put out bad music and had ugly merch and were awful people, we wouldn't be on Sound and Fury. And this isn't me like flexing or anything like that. It's just really reassuring to be like, oh shit, somebody notices the hard work we're doing, you know? Because mm-hmm. we worked hard band this last year and then like it all kind of culminated at Sound and Fury just being there and being like, oh fuck, like we're doing something cool here. We're like, I don't want to say we're successful yet, but or, I mean, I, we're successful because we're having fun, but we're not the most successful band in the world on Sound and Fury. We played fucking second, but it was nice being there and being like, yo, I never would have dreamt that this would have happened a year ago. So it's like, this is awesome for me to be here. You know, this is really special. And like Sound and Fury in particular is really special. Outbreak and Outbreak Fest in Manchester and Sound and Fury were great for me because, um, there are so many friends from California who like I grew up watching and I grew up being like, they're the coolest fucking band in the world. And then like talking to them at these fests and either getting to know them as new friends or talking to them as old friends and having them tell me like, 
they're like, yeah, I remember when you were just like moshing at shows and stuff like that. And like, now it's crazy that we're sharing the stage and stuff like that. Like that was really special as well. You know, it's really cool. Sound and Fury being just such a California hardcore staple. So like, so all my friends were there. It was awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not making any sense anymore, but it's just like, I got so many, like so many very strong emotions about that day that are about those days of Sound and Fury that just like made me so happy. Yeah, I, I think it's a great story because it's uh, something that, um, you know, can inspire somebody coming up that it's possible, right, to, to be going to these shows and to get to those um, levels, playing those fests, those kinds of shows. It, it's something possible if you try hard enough. Mm, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, I, that, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just like I Braxton from Zulu and and Wise and all his other bands that he's in, and like Sammy from Drain are two p- people in particular who have seen me at shows since I was like fucking sixteen, and now it's just we're on the other side of things. And like and like Sammy works for Printhead, right? The mm-hmm. for at the area, and we ordered our shirts for Sammy Fury out of Printhead, and he delivered it to broken bow and he came up to us and he was like yo like or i was talking to me he's like i had no fucking idea you were in broken bow like it's so crazy to see you out here now and like and it's just like it's just such it's the other end of the coin because i i was just like i just remember going up to that dude at when i was like 17 seeing them at chain or at program and being like i love your band drain is so cool i don't know it's really it's really awesome it's i i'm so fortunate you know and I just want to touch on Sammy real quick. It, it, it's awesome to see how that dude just never changes. He's so genuine. Uh, I, I, I love it. So someone like him and all, all the other dudes in Drain getting the love and recognition and respect that they deserve. I'm, I'm finally stoked to see it happening in real time. One of the best bands in hardcore, some of the best people in hardcore, and it's paying off. You know, they that band could be the biggest fan in hardcore and i'd still think they deserve more love you know yeah no i i definitely agree because there was one band that i looked at during the pandemic that uh, suffered a lot but i wasn't too worried for them because i'm like all right it's just a matter of time once shit gets back rolling they're going to take over the world and sure enough they came out guns blazing and look at them now they're they're, they're killing it well if we're going to talk during pre and post pandemic i saw them uh at chain that was one of the last shows i think i saw before um the pandemic and that's not true but i saw that pre-pandemic and that was a great show and Mm -hmm. i think i think that drain set from that show i think at that point in time was like the best live set i had ever seen and then i saw them at outbreak this past summer and it was the same energy and the same crowd reaction but instead of being at chain which is like 250 cap it was at outbreak which was six thousand people and they had the same energy and the same crowd reaction and i was like oh this is fucked up and that band just blew me away that was the best set of that entire weekend you know i had heard about how crazy that set was i'm like okay that's that's believable um but i wasn't sure if you know people were just having uh you know just their memories like just kind of twisted or whatever but when i saw that video when the the video of the set came out, I was like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" I haven't watched that video yet because I, I I'm scared I'm gonna see some I'm I'm scared I'm gonna see some videos of me doing some less than savory things in that mosh pit. But <laughs> that 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 show was 
fucking crazy. Oh my God. I'm getting like flashbacks now. There was a point. This is the funniest thing I've probably ever done moshing. I think there was a point where I was trying to stage dive and I bumped into somebody who was coming like the opposite direction. And we did one of those like, uh, uh, so I just picked the dude up and just fucking body slammed him on the ground and then flipped into the audience. And I don't know, there's not many, ba- I'm not a hard mosher. I'm not a scary dude. There's not much shit that brings that out of me, but seeing that band of 6,000 people will do that to me. You know, that's California love. That made me so happy. That's all. Uh, dude, you just, yeah, it's, you just got to feel it. And some bands just bring that out of you because th- th- there's been times where I just want to chill, but it's just like, no, it'd be a crime if I just stood still during this set. That's the thing. I have a short list of bands that it's mostly due to like personal relationships with the people in them rather than like the band's music themselves. But mm-hmm. like, there's a short list of bands that I'm like, I'm never going to watch this, their set and just stand still, you know, like I can't like, like, scowl and osc especially are two bands that like took chances on my bands when they had really no reason to and gave my bands so many opportunities that like i will always remember and appreciate so those are two bands that like i'm not gonna watch an osc set from side stage like it's just not happening you know mm-hmm. uh, i and it's not even like on some like I need to make sure they're getting a good reaction because those bands are incredible and big and get good reactions no matter what but like I'm not just sitting and standing and watching a drain set, you know, that's just not happening, you know? No, I totally agree. And yeah, thinking back to, uh, you know, seeing Broken Vow at the One Step Closer record release, that was my first time seeing you guys live. So yes. that's one that I'll always like definitely remember. That was almost a year ago. It's crazy. Yeah. I see. I look at that at that day and that was such a different Broken Vow. We had, it was a different lineup. Mm -hmm. It was different. It was different musically. It was different. Um, We hadn't gotten as good as we are alive as we are now. And like, that was just such a different band. And OSC threw us on that lineup literally just because they were like, because they're friends with us, you know? Mm -hmm. And appreciate that so much. And I think that Broken Bell is a lot better band than we were back then now. And I think that's no accident regarding like OSC. It's because those guys have continued to be in our corner and give us advice and give us tips and throw us on other shows that they're doing and stuff like that. And like, I don't know, I'm so grateful for the people who like have really taken my bands and like given us advice over time and opportunities and bands like Scowl, OSC, uh, shit like that. Like I, I'll never stop being grateful for those people. You know, I don't care if this comes off as like dick righty or whatever. Like I'm allowed to be happy for my friends and supportive of my friends. Like you know, yeah, and, and especially when they're just as supportive, uh, you know, for you because it, it's easy to get into a position of power or a band with a ton of recognition and hype and just to kind of leave their peers behind and only associate with, uh, you know, other bands on their same level, but for a band with more recognition and for them to reach out to a newer band and show you guys support and want to help you along the way. That's, it's rare because you know, I'm you know, being in this, uh, sub genre, things can get very clicky. So for them to, to, to show that kind of love, I, I think it's awesome. They're like realistically, my bands are. Were I think my I hope my bands one day are super big and super successful and really cool and everybody loves us or whatever. But at this point in time, like 
we're still growing. We don't know people because we haven't been around forever, you know? And, like, it's very much like if you fuck with my bands, like, it's because you fuck with my bands, you know? And, like, that that genuineness, I will never stop appreciating, whether it's from people, like, coming out to shows or people, like, or, like, people in other bands putting on for my bands. I don't know. I'm just... You got me in a grateful mood today, Jamie. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy. You know, I'm happy with how hardcore has gone for me this past year. And I'm happy to hear that it's, it's gone that well. Cause obviously when we had talked before a lot of these events had went down, we, it was always up in the air. Like I would you know, predicted that it was all going to go good, but you were always a little more optimistic. Cause obviously you don't want to, uh, you know, toot your own horn and, uh, you know, predict that things were that everything was going to go well, but uh, you know, so far things have gone great. My whole thing with that is like, never assume that anything's going to go amazing because when you assume that something's going to go amazing, you discount the work that you have to do to make it go amazing. Mm-hmm. Kind of the way that I like to view things is like set yourself up so that things can go well and be and like and be patient on that because it's like the, like before that full US tour like I worked really hard on booking that with Take It to Heart and with Tommy and Mon and like we worked really hard on booking that and getting everything in order and like being a tight live band and stuff like that and kind of what I was looking at and I was kind of like it was like I we've set ourselves up to have a successful summer you know we put in the work to have this be a really successful tour now let's follow through let's play good live sets let's be a good band live and be like tight and have good merch and like fuck it and and be on time to shit and all these like little things that you forget matter like let's do everything that matters so that this can be a successful tour for us you know because had i just sat back and been like yeah it's gonna be successful it probably wouldn't have been because i wouldn't have put in the work to make it that way you know that's just how i view it you know it's i don't Mm want to i don't think i'm it's just like it's just that like I wish I, I wish I could just sit back and broken vow would just like blow the fuck up without me having to put in any work. But like that's far from the case. And like and like here's the thing, you look at any of those bands that are like overnight successes. Like I remember Pain of Truth blew up almost out of nowhere with their first release. That's because all those dudes slaved so hard over that fucking record and have been in so many good bands prior to this that like it's this is the band that finally just like popped right away you know nobody Mm -hmm. is really an overnight sensation it's years of work that you just don't see you know 100 percent. and if you look at pain truth right uh they they had the, the the hype the love the recognition but as, as soon as things opened up they've put in the work they're traveling across the world they're doing tours they're yeah. uh, you know on that midwest run with no pressure right now and they, they could have easily just sat back and not done a whole lot just because everybody already loved them but no like they're they're in it they're, they're out there still putting in the work and th- that's something that i can also respect a lot is that they're out there working hard because they're one of the bigger bands in hardcore and they could easily sit back and be way more selective but for them to you know hit the ground running and doing a lot i i think that's super awesome that's the thing there's so many bigger bands that are just not my thing or i'm not into not saying pain of truth is one of those bands i really like that band but there's mm-hmm. so many bands I don't care for or like just don't scratch that itch for me but i i have respect for any band that tours heavily because that shit is so difficult and is so taxing and is so it, it it ruins so many aspects of your life and mm-hmm. it's but 
so worth it in the end. So any band that's like grinding, I respect whether I care about them or not, you know? No, I, I, I totally agree because to, to pack up and leave home and to, you know, to have that dedication to be on the road, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, as much fun as tour is, it's also a lot of work. Uh, and I, I seem to be in like a name dropping mood where I'm just throwing bands out there left and right today, but like gel, for example, or restraining order. Those bands have not have not spent like more than a month at home in the past like year. They're always doing shit. And I respect it so fucking much because that takes so much work and so much effort. And I don't know. It's just tough. I and I and I and I fucking like I I I admire it. I don't envy it, but those bands are putting in the work and it's paying off, you know? True. I I like all respect to, to gel but for them to be able to hit the road and be so busy i i feel like they're out there kind of uh, you know taking the scene by storm and kind of uh, showing people like hey we're this sick band from jersey you gotta pay attention now so the because I, I i have a friend um who i go to the coffee shop with and he likes hardcore uh, i'm not sure how in tune he is but he he invited me to a gel show and i'm looking at him like confused like what the hell like how do you know about gel so for them to make to be making that kind of noise, I, I think it's awesome. And people are definitely paying attention because a lot of people that I wouldn't even suspect know about that band are talking about that band. That band continues to get better. So uh, an interesting thing is like that Sonic show just happened, right? And mm -hmm. they had that or whatever. And maybe this is just different ways to look at it. But like, obviously, like that, that show got sensationalized. People are making like, what the fuck is up? Denny's jokes about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way that that type of like thing goes and like a lot of people might call all that shit corny but the thing is like gel is the band that deserves so much more love than like they and it's not even like they're a small band that band just deserves endless love from the hardcore scene and if it's a sensationalized video of them playing at a at a, at a sonic that gets them that love then i'm happy you know what i'm saying like it's very much like it's weird when shit graduates hardcore like that and like finds its way to normies who are just going to like make dumb jokes about it like that or whatever. But like, I don't know. I'm happy it happened because it means that more eyes are on gel, you know, and that band deserves it, you know? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. Shout out gel, shout out New Jersey. I, I, I can't wait to see them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to see them when they come to LA. So it'll, it'll be a fun time. I'm sure they'll blow you away. That band is amazing. Yep. I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. Who was the other band you mentioned? I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank now. Uh, restraining order. Oh, <laughs> shout out all of Restraining Order. Awesome band. Uh, yeah, I'm happy that they're playing the tour that that they're on because uh, I, I feel like the audience, right, the type of people that are going to go out to that show may not be familiar with Restraining Order, but I feel like there's such a I just the, the the type of music that they create um obviously hardcore band but i feel like people outside of hardcore would also just love their style mm. the thing is you got me talking about gel and fucking you got me talking a lot about gel and restraining order and scowl and all these bands that are doing like and dare and all these bands that are doing like faster hardcore right now mm -hmm. like again a lot of love to all those bands because it's not easy being a fast hardcore band right now. Everybody just wants the heaviest breakdown and like the closest you can get to beat down without it actually being beat down, you know? And like, I love all that heavy stuff. It's really cool. But my favorite type of hardcore 
is all that like faster punky leaning stuff and um and all these bands that we're talking about like it's bands that grind their ass off and get the love that they deserve in a in a hardcore scene that is not fully acclimated to what they're doing because they work so hard and make it and like shove it down your throat they make it known that they deserve to be looked at you know so again all respect to all those bands all of them are incredible musically yeah 100%. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how many new fans Restraining Order will gain on this tour with uh, Citizen right now. It's a bizarre tour, but like, I don't know. It, it does make sense. It's like you were saying, like, yeah, I, I, I see them doing well from it. But like worst case scenario, those guys are like a fun group of individuals. And I can imagine they're going to have fun no matter what, you know, and that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I'm rolling out to the to their show. Um, it'll be uh, in L.A., so I'll, I'll be at that one. It's the region, if I remember correctly. I haven't looked at that flyer. I don't know if they're hitting near me at all on that tour either way, but we're doing a couple dates to the Scowl tour with them, so I'm excited to get to see that band multiple nights in a row. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, trying to wrap things up with a broken vow you guys recently traveled to new york to play a very awesome gig um and obviously you were there for a reason uh but i also can't think of the news or announcement actually breaking about your band um but i don't know if you want to talk about that or if you can talk about it um i'll i'll leave a lot of that up to the announcement when it comes out but like Yes, we were on that fest for a reason, um, and it was really cool. That fest was awesome because um, it was it's three of the best labels in hardcore, and because of that, the, the, the quality of all the bands was so high, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. everybody was so tight and knew what they were. Like, that was seasoned bands, you know? Like, Age of Apocalypse gets up there, and you're like, oh, this is, like, what hardcore is supposed to sound like. Or, like, restraining order plays, and you're, like, and you're, like, you can tell they play, like, seven months out of the year, like, touring, you know? Everybody on that bill was, like, was, like, a pro at what they do, and it was really cool to see. And and when I saw the flyer and I saw that you guys were on it, I was, like, hell yeah, this is cool for um, you guys to be on a lineup with, uh, you know, super solid bands. Cause obviously that's like who's who, what's going on in right now in hardcore and yeah, super solid lineups both days. It was really exciting. That was really reassuring to me because like, like when we were hanging out at that gig before doors open, it was kind of weird because I don't know the average, I want to say the average age for like everybody and all those other bands was somewhere to like, from like 25 to 28 or something like that. While we're like, mostly like 20 21 23 year olds in our band so hanging out before doors opened it was weird because all everybody in every other band knew each other and we were kind of the odd man's out in that right because we just knew nobody at that fest for the most part and in some ways in some like it was that was it, it, it was it was a weird feeling because i was kind of like we were sitting there and we were just talking to each other or whatever and we were kind of and it was kind of weird but also like it was really reassuring to have that because it's like, oh, we're here based off like merit and merit alone. You know, mm-hmm. every single that bill is there on merit because they've been around for years and done the really cool shit that they've been doing for a long time. Uh, and like, I'm not trying to say that no, that anybody else there isn't there on merit, but like, I don't know, Broken Bow isn't friends with anybody in that regard. Like we were there 
because somebody fucked with us and wanted to put us on the lineup, which was really exciting, you know, to be to be to be put in that same light as all those bands who have been working so hard for years and are all friends with each other now to be like separate from that, but still considered to be and like still considered in that same echelon of hardcore was like it's high praise. It was really nice to hear. It was really nice to feel the warmth of and that set went really fucking well. So I was really happy. Yeah, I'm very happy to hear that because, uh, you know, I always thought that would be a good look for you to to get up there and be on that stage with all those other awesome bands. So happy to hear that it went well. Like I said, bands like Pain of Truth, Never Ending Game, like Tsunami Spy, all those headliners, like those are those are professional bands, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's when you're just like a 20 year old playing hardcore music with your friends, like it's hard to it's hard to recognize um it's hard to recognize where you're at and understand what you're doing but to be on that lineup with all those bands and like i don't know it was just it was it was it was a breath of reassurance it felt really good okay and as far as uh new music is broken about working on anything any yeah you know, new record coming out soon or is it still coming down nothing, the pipeline nothing soon we with all the touring with tommy being an anxious and all of us living so far from each other it's really hard to get like consistently writing but with that being said i mean we we are working on an lp that will come out at some point i'm really happy with everything we've written and we have a lot of really good ideas that we've put out like with each other but it's now a matter of like honing in on those taking these ideas and making them to finished songs. And then obviously the process of recording and releasing will take a while, but yeah, I'm hoping for something soon, but it's a long road ahead of us, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I'll be here uh, along for the ride to see where broken Bell goes. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited and curious to see how far you guys are willing to take it. I hope, I hope, it, I hope so far, you know, that's the goal okay all right ankle biter <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. I, i'm happy to uh, be on the podcast talking about ankle biter uh you know thank you for for, for being here representing that awesome band um how have things <laughs> how have things been going because when that demo dropped uh it, it seemed to have a really good reaction just across the scene and getting recognized by so many different outlets i was just so happy for uh, your band that was really cool. Um, ankle biters, ankle biters, just so much fun. It's broken vow. We take ourselves very seriously because we have to, if we want to function on the level that we're functioning on with broken vow and like do the tours that we would like to get the offers for, we have to be very serious and concise. Ankle biter is just like my fun band where it's like, I just don't worry much. You know, we just like, we just have so much fun. And the, and like that demo was written in a day. I think two days actually, but like more or less in a day. And um, and it was created not because I wanted to like do something special with this hardcore band and go far with it, but it was created just because I literally wanted to make a band with the people that are in that band. Mm-hmm. And it happened to catch on with a lot of people. And that's really special. I had no idea that it was gonna, but it's also really special because that's my favorite type of hardcore. And the fact that people actually care about it slightly again and that is remotely because of my band is really exciting you know 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's and it's a cool story to hear that you're just doing it uh, for fun and to want to be in a band with the people that are in it. And it just uh, you happen to take off. It wasn't something that you were like hyper focused on. I, I think that's definitely a, a really cool aspect of it. And it's like this really weird dichotomy now because like we look at we we, we have a full set we have a full EP written that we just need to we're gonna get in the studio in December to record that. But like the process of that was the exact opposite of writing the demo because the demo was fun, but it was kind of just me being like, okay, here's four like locking out style hardcore songs. Like, let's throw this out there, you know, let's record and throw it out there. But then we saw that people liked it and we're kind of like, yo, like, what would this be like if we actually tried a little harder? So this EP had like a lot of meticulous thought put into it. And I think is a lot better. And like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yo, if you liked that demo where we were just kind of fucking around and having fun, like, just wait till you see like the work we've put into this next project, you know? That is crazy because <laughs> I really like that demo. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely solid. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, scratch that itch for that type of hardcore for me. And, you know, like you said earlier, uh, things are leaning towards the more heavier stuff these days, which is totally fine. Uh, yeah. Every type of hardcore will have its day, but for for you to put out that demo, I was like, damn, this is so sick. I haven't heard anything cool like this in a minute. Dude, shout out two people. Nick Bertles, the drummer of Anklebiter and Ultimatum and a million other project bands that I have with him that'll probably never see the light of day. And Brad from, I don't even know if he's in Firestarter, but from the high desert, from Heartthrob, all that shit. Because those are two people, those are the two people who got me into the type of hardcore that's like my favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, I love a lot of the heavy bands that are doing it right now. And like the death metal influence stuff is cool. The kind of beat down leaning stuff is cool. All the heavy hardcore is fucking awesome. And it's let hardcore like take off in a way that I never would have imagined. And that's really exciting. But dude, like my favorite shit is like the Rival Mob and like Righteous Jams and Mental and all those bands and like and like those guys show me that music when it was like when nobody cared about that stuff like retroactively mm-hmm. and I was like okay I want to hear more of that so I'm gonna contribute to that you know there's not many bands doing that type of hardcore right now but all of the ones doing it I think are really fucking good slug end on end dead last i'm it, it makes me excited i see a future for punk style hardcore again yeah and just for clarification brad is now an official member of firestarter oh is he okay yeah good to know but but yeah dude um he showed me mental when i was like 16 and now i'm in a band that rips off mental you know mm-hmm. I'm like that's 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 fucking awesome and, and I'm very happy that you mentioned Dead Last. That's literally one of my favorite bands in hardcore. Shout out um, everybody in that band. Shout out New York. Shout out Long Island. I, I can't wait to see them in January at FYA. That'll be my first time. They're set at the Triple B Showcase or Triple B Streets of Hate Days Showcase was awesome. They covered Mental. I got smacked so hard that I had to like leave the pit for a second, which is really funny because that's not like a heavy band that mm-hmm. you expect to ask beat to. But no, that set was great. I really liked that band, and and it makes me excited to see people doing that type of hardcore. Hundred percent, yeah. I love to see, and, and yeah, granted, like right now it's not the most popular thing, but the the bands that are doing it that are sprinkled in during this time, it's like it makes me appreciate them way more because it's just like okay, there's not a lot of this going on, but these people are willing to kind of uh, not really go against the grain, but I'm um, go against the grain and just do something different. It's it's awesome. 
Exactly. It's exciting. Okay. Um, that announcement with the run with Scal, uh, I had heard about it previously. Uh, nothing was official at that time, but to see it finally uh, like officially announced, I was so stoked for for you guys to be able to get that opportunity, especially being so early on, and just to just to know that your your band is going to get that kind of exposure. It's like I was just so happy for you guys because it's just something that I think just based off the music is well deserved, and I'm I, I just want more people who may not have heard the Ankle Biter demo yet. I just want more people to listen to your band. Mm, I think again, that's a really great opportunity that the people in Scal are providing us. That is a great band who has a lot of people who are excited to see them right now. And um, we don't sound too similar to them, but we're both like faster hardcore mm -hmm. with like weird vocals, that kind of like um, with like two step parts and shit like that. And it's like, I think a lot of people who really like Scowl might like my band. And again, I'm grateful for the opportunity. It's fucking awesome. The, the Scowl people are great. And God, yeah, I... If you if you're listening to this podcast and you think I'm just like dick riding all these other bands, fuck you. I'm allowed to be excited. I'm allowed to be excited for my bands and I'm allowed to be excited for my friends' bands and grateful for the opportunities I'm given. But yeah, no, no dick riding, but love that band. <laughs> it'll, it'll definitely be a good time and it's totally fine. I, I, I totally understand your position because I'd be just excited too, right? To be able to tour and play and get these opportunities with not only the music that you created, but to do it with these bands that are, uh, you know, some of the biggest bands in hardcore right now. You think, yeah, you think I play, like, that's a big band, dude. You think I play those stages? Like, like you think Broken Bow is, like, or Ankle Biter is, like, headlining these same venues that I'm getting to play? Like, no, it's a cool opportunity, and I'm stoked on it, you know? Like, and and not to mention every band on that bill for that Scowl tour, I genuinely love, you know? Mm -hmm. Training Order, Scowl, Strange Joy, Gula Belly, Jive Bomb. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody, but all of those bands rock. And Gula Belly's not a band, but you know what I mean. And it's just exciting because it's like all of the shows on this run are, are shows that I would want to go to had I not been playing it, you know? Yeah, you're just fortunate enough to uh, get to see it every night. but And you, just, ha you just have to play a set. That That's the only condition. Exactly. It's, I, I'm working, but I'm I'm working, but I'm benefiting off it. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, doing that run with Scal, and then obviously, Ankle Biter's traveling to Oklahoma in November. Is that something you want to do more full time if the opportunity is there? Because obviously, uh, with, with Broken Vow, uh, with Tommy hitting the road with Anxious, might leave the door open for you guys to get a little busier with Ankle Biter. Is that something you'd want to do in the future? It was never the intention of that band in the first place, but like in the in the instance that it's possible, I mean, I would love to tour with more with that band. I genuinely enjoy being in the presence of those people so much, and I love playing those songs, and I love writing those songs so much that if if Anklebiter provides me the opportunity to play more, then I would love to. The thing is, I love just playing hardcore shows. If if it's if it's Broken Vow that gives me the opportunity to play all the time, or if it's Ankle Biter that gives me the opportunity to play all the time, or if it's filling in for Dare or Pummel or any of the other bands that I've filled in for that gives me the opportunity to play more, I would fucking love to continue doing that. I just like playing hardcore and I love hardcore and like I don't know. Yeah, I'd love for Ankle Biter to give me that opportunity, but like 
if somebody else wants to take me on tour, I'm not going to be mad about it. If Broken Bad takes up all my time, I'm not going to be mad about it. My only concern is when <laughs> will you find the time to finish college? I'm sure your, your dad's listening to this and wondering the same thing. Uh, but when I hear all this, because obviously I, I, I think it's awesome that your, your your bands are doing well and you're, a, you're able to um, have all these opportunities. But at the same time, it's like you are in college. Uh, how do you find time for that these days? I, I, I'm, I'm taking a year off currently because of how intense tour has gotten and touring's gotten. And like that's and that is what it is. But realistically, to like dial this back for a second yes i love touring yes i want to do it all the time but getting my degree is something that is very important to me and um i don't know i'd like to finish that uh, in the near future you know i know it's i'm making it very difficult for myself by playing in these bands and doing all this but it is something that i genuinely care a lot about and if touring us to take a break it's here's the thing also like my bands have to write at some point and that's really hard to do on the road mm-hmm. maybe like i'm up with my my writing sessions and my writing time with like with like when tommy's on tour and like when i can maybe chill and do some school work you know like i'll get that degree i guarantee it but i'll also do it while being in fun bands that do cool stuff that's my goal Okay, no, it's it's definitely attainable, and obviously, there are a lot of successful people in hardcore, and I, I just want you to be in one of those, uh, you know, people as well. I want you to finish what you started because I know that it's well, have taken a lot of work to get to where you're at, you know, to to be in that college. So for, for you to to be there, I, I just don't want you to lose sight on that. So I'm happy to hear that it's something that you're still determined to do. It's something that I'm very determined to do, and and like I don't know. hardcore is a very like pressing thing because like these opportunities that i get now won't always be there while college kind of will always be there Mm -hmm. but with that that it's just like it's something that i do really care about and it's like i can have two things you know i can be in good successful bands and i can get that degree you know for sure Um, you just have to find the balance i feel like that's what um you know is the biggest challenge but yeah you're you're 100 able to to do both Mm -hmm. okay well, you, you did mention Engelbiter recording in December, and will that be a quick turnaround with the release, or are you guys going to try to wait and press vinyl before the actual release? Do you guys even have like any idea with that kind of stuff? Because for me, when I hear new music, I, the, the gears start turning, and I want to know about the entire rollout. It largely depends on what we end up doing with like labels and stuff like that, but um, but I would like to get that out as soon as possible. I would like a vinyl release of it also. So it's mm-hmm. about if I want to be patient or I don't know. There's a lot of people that I trust a lot more with how to do a proper album or EP rollout rather mm-hmm. um, than myself. And I will listen to those people and follow their directions. But I don't know. I've been sitting on these Angle Biter songs for a minute and I think they're really good and I'm really excited about them. And I would like people to hear them as soon as possible. But if it takes a minute to get us a better product, then I can't be mad, you know? For sure. You, you can't rush the greatness, right? You got to just uh, kind of just go at it, go with the flow, because there's not much you, you can do, because if you do rush it, you know, you, you could fumble and uh, ruin this whole thing. There's no plans as of right now about like pressings and stuff like that. We haven't mm-hmm. really gotten that far, but I don't know. 
Ankle Biter is also a band that we pay a lot of attention to like our aesthetics and like what we're doing with stuff like that. So I can imagine like a vinyl um, layout for an Ankle Biter record being really cool and pretty and stuff like that. And that's exciting. But who knows, dude? Who knows? Yeah, because the, the tapes were the, the, the tapes are on like a second pressing. The tapes are on a second pressing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome to, to to see people obviously wanting some physical copies of what you guys have done. So I'm, I'm definitely stoked really on that. Cool. It's special, dude. We sold out of those first tapes, I think, on the day that they came out. Or, no, that doesn't sound right. They they sold quickly, though, and that was really crazy because, I don't know, I didn't even know people care about tapes, you know? Yeah, I, I think about it. I, I've got sent some tapes. Um, I, that just sit in my closet. But that's just a mm -hmm. format that I'm just not that interested in. But I, I appreciate the gifts. I think they're fun, and we make ours pretty, and we match it to the album art and stuff like that. So I get it. It's cool. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I saw uh, Bertles posting uh, like a. I don't know if it's like a newer logo you're going to use, or if he was just uh, just posting it for fun. It was like a. I think it was like a stick together kind of rip for ankle biter. Yeah, so we just we we just our show last night. We just put those out for the first time. Yeah, we have a stick together rip now that we're we printed it because we're doing uh, SWB Fest next weekend. Oh, you are. And, yeah, so we had to do we had to pull out something stupid with the with the stick together rip. I think it's cute. Oh, th th that totally makes sense. I didn't put that together. Okay, now that all makes sense. Yeah, shout out, yeah. shout out Nate Prosciutti. Shout out, uh, shout out Nate. Yeah, I I love Nate. I'll actually be there. In a couple of weeks, and I'm so much looking forward to it. It's fun. It's uh, next weekend's gonna be fun. A lot of good bands on that. Yes, shout out to Reaching Out. That's a band that I am high shout on. Shout out now. to Reaching Out. Big shout out, Reaching Out. I love that band. Yeah, yeah. They're so sick. Shout out, shout out, New Jersey. I I love New Jersey hardcore. So many great I bands coming from out of there. Reaching out is fucking awesome because people love to talk about supporting the youth and hardcore and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's like one of those bands that those, those are like 16 to 18 year old kids and they're making better hardcore than like most of my peers, my age, you know, and older. That is like, if you care about hardcore and you care about like supporting the youth or whatever, like check out that band. I think they have something coming out from within soon, mm -hmm. which, yeah, which is really exciting. I'm glad that band's getting some recognition because I want to see that band like take over the world by the time they're like 20. You know, I yeah. would love that. <laughs> which sounds so crazy because to me, 20 was 13 years ago for me. So it's like, damn, those kids haven't even hit 20 yet, but they're doing such cool shit. Oh, here's the thing. I'm 20 and at every uh, hardcore event I go to, I'm like one of, I, I'm the youngest person backstage at Sound and Fury and stuff like that, you know, consistently. Mm -hmm or at Outbreak Fest or whatever. So I'm like, I can only imagine how those kids feel when they play like, this is hardcore and they're like 16, you know? Yeah, very, very fortunate, but it's well-deserved because for them to be able to be that young and get it so early on and to be able to create that kind of music, it, I, that's something special. Because when I was their age, I was just happy to get to a show, but for them to have the drive and the work ethic to be like, no, we want to be way more involved and create some stuff going on like that early on, that's, you know, I, I give them so much respect. Broken Vows played with that band a decent bit of times now. And every time we do, we're like, we're good. We just kind of watch, we're like, come on, man. Cause it's like that kid, Caden, who plays guitar in that band, has like significantly better riffs than me. And he's like 16. And like, and KK, their singer, has like so much swag on stage. And Tommy watches her perform and is like, 
fuck man like what am i how am i you know like yeah it, 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 but it's 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 in a good way it's really exciting to see kids doing shit so good so young you know mm -hmm. no for sure i'm all about trying to put on for the the youth and the next generation because like I, I i plan to be here for a very long time right i've already put in uh, a lot of years but i just want to be able to have confidence in the people that come after me because i i, I want to be able to um, not have to worry about shows coming to Orange County. I, I want there to be like a whole new crop of kids who care about it just as much as I do um, and work hard to, to make things happen. So um, when it's my time to, to die or whatever, not to get too morbid, but um, when I'm gone, I just wanted to be able to look back and be like, okay, cool. Things are left in great hands and will be taken care of. See, that's just like, I'm, I can't say I'm at that point yet because I'm still trying to relish being one of the youngest people it, like in, in the bands backstage, like I was saying mm -hmm. earlier, uh, while I'm still at that point. But like, I 100% get that. And I don't know, it, there is something special about seeing other people your age doing it, you know, or younger or around your age. Like, I don't know. It's exciting. It makes me really happy. And I like instantly like a band a lot more when I see that they're like younger kids, you know? Shout out Bulletproof Backpack, Garot, other bands of like young kids doing it. It's always exciting to me. Yeah. Shout out Killing Me. Uh, <laughs> when, when Andrew's on the podcast, I was asking him about touring and he was like, oh, he's like, well, it kind of depends on our singer because he, he's still in high school. And I'm like, what the hell? That dude's still in high school because I, I, I've seen him around. I would not have pinned him for still being in high school, but but all respect. Yep. yep. It's it's pretty mind blowing, especially because like all these bands that I'm mentioning are like good bands, too. You know? Yeah. For, no, hundred percent. I I definitely agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, how are things out in your local scene out there? Because obviously you are still a part of Orange County, but also you're you're out there. How are things going over there these days? I'd say things are going well. I think that um, Connecticut has had a lot of shows recently, where it's just like consistently show after show, like a lot of people show out and mosh really fucking hard, and that's exciting. Um, I'm starting to see people go to shows outside of their like immediate area a lot more, mm -hmm. you know, um, like I'm seeing people from mass go to Connecticut shows, vice versa. People from New York are starting to go to a lot more uh, shows in other states and stuff like that. And that's really exciting. But then like in my immediate, immediate area, cause I live in Providence, Rhode Island where there's not much of like a hardcore, hardcore scene. But the punk scene here is fucking incredible. There's this band Catalyst from here. They play like a... It almost feels closer to like Screamo than punk sometimes. But like they play these shows to like... They'll bring out like... I, I went to their show on... I want to say it was like Wednesday of last week. And they brought out like 150 kids who all knew the words and moshed the entire set on a random Wednesday afternoon for a local band. And like, dude, Providence punk is fucking crazy. And it's so cool to watch, you know, mm -hmm. that's no, that's wild to, to yeah. bring. First of all, it's just wild to bring that many kids to a show, but to have them par all participate and sing along and watch that's wild. Oh, and they're also all like 17, 18, 19 years old too, which makes it even cooler, you know? Yeah, to to support your friends that much, that's that's awesome. Just to be a part of that movement, no, I I think it's cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I yeah, well, 
I, I want to uh, check that band out. I, I'm assuming they're on streaming services. Or... They're on streaming. But the thing is, you really got to see it live. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. You you gotta like I'm trying to get that band. I, I really want that band to play outside of uh, Providence a little bit more because like on recordings it's good and I I think they're really great songwriters. But like it's nothing until you, it's not it's not nothing. Oh, that's not bad. It's yeah. not it's not what it can be until you get live. You know. Yeah, you, you have to get the full scope. You have, you have to get the whole experience. Exactly. Okay. Well, I will check them out. And if by some chance I can see them live, I will try to savor that moment. For sure. Yeah. For I'm, sure. I got to start planning my travel for, for next year, which is always hard because I'm doing FYA in January. And then, I wish I would. And then I'm trying to put it a, a real effort to go to LDB. I got to reach out to my guy, Tyler Short, figure out those details. I think I'm going to try to go to LDB this year. And then I'm going to Korea in May. Breaking news! So I'm oh, going. Fuck. Yeah. Um. So I gotta go. Uh. You know, to, to the homeland of K-pop. Right. We, we gotta go <laughs> do all that stuff out go, there. You gotta go find it from the source. Exactly. So going there in May, but then after that, the rest of the year is up in the air. So I gotta figure out and try to lock down some some cool stuff because I, I I definitely want to uh, travel more. Shout out to my guy. Uh, Jeff over at Feet First. Um, we're doing some cool shit in, in a couple weeks, and the fact that he's so supportive of me and what I do, and just wanting to help, I appreciate him so much. So I want to definitely work with Jeff more next year. I appreciate that dude a lot. He is very good at what he does. Yes, I'm a huge fan. Everybody listening, go follow Feet First Productions on Instagram, on YouTube. Subscribe to that YouTube channel because he films awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Well, outside of Broken Vow, Ankle Biter, obviously you briefly mentioned that you have all these other projects going on. Is there another project that could pop up that you take a little more serious or have the time to, to do? Or are they all just kind of on the back burner and just pop up when they can? I think anything that comes out of my hardcore writing right now is not going to be something that I can take nearly as seriously as those other two bands, but who knows? Um, I think anything that I do at this point right now that's new is probably going to be like kind of just like project material, but mm-hmm. Anklebiter I thought was going to be a project band that ended up being something I take more seriously, so who knows? Alright, it's all up in the air. Exactly. Okay, well Evan, this has been a great time. I'm definitely always happy to be able to talk to you. I always feel I, um, I, I appreciate your your wisdom, and I always like to hear your your perspective. So I always appreciate our conversations. Uh, so thank you for being down to do this t- today. It's always a pleasure, Jamie. Anytime. Thank you for having me again. Okay. All right. Well, uh, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up, or are you good to go? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate what I said earlier. Listen to bands with young fucking kids in them. Listen to Reaching Out, Garot, Bulletproof Backpack, Catalyst, Killing Me. There's other bands I'm forgetting, but if you're really about hardcore and you ignore those bands, then you're not really about hardcore. You know? That's what I'll say. Hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Evan, and we'll be back soon. Goodbye.